Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly hey, across from me. good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. I guess they found some volcanic activity in Erie, PA, and you were not there for them, so they're switching you to glacial activity at no, Pima. No, no, I was there. Oh, I actually went up. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, I On did. the volcano? Right. Was there a lot of it ash? Was ex- it was exciting. <laughs> a lot of ash and smoke. Okay, so... <laughs> All right, so Joe did help out. Well, they are going to transfer you to Glacial Activity instead at Pima, where he's uh, still active on that committee. So There you go. We Problem appreciate solved. that. Good for you. All right, thank you. So I may be old, but I know myself. Uh-oh, we went back to, back to the way it was. Now oh. i got to go back to where it was. Yeah, okay. We've got there a little computer glitch here. Nothing. All of our computers are out of sync today. I'm not sure what's happening. So, uh, But, uh, hey, we d- will not prevent us from being on the radio and enjoying <laughs> a great show. And talking about the Sunbury Motor Company, that is our sponsor. We all know that SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company. It also stands for selling more cars and satisfying more customers. It also means Super Mark Truck. SMC stands for that and that's what uh, with that comes the need for many great behind the scene employees and they want to say hey thank you to all those wonderful technicians that are always there to serve you. They've been doing this for 107 years. Uh, they are currently looking for an entry-level experienced technician to work in their quick lane and their car and light truck service at the Sunbury Motor Company. So this could be the right job for you, Joe. A heavy truck service experience, body frame and alignment, and towing departments all have openings. So wow. if you'd love to help out. Now, this is, you know, working class stuff. You're going to have to lift more than 50 pounds, probably. No, I don't know that I could handle that. I think you could. <laughs> I think you could. But anyway, whether you're an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, please do consider the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com, or you can call Todd at 286-7746. Do as I've done. Go to the Sunbury Motor Company and get fixed up. Speaking of plans, what are the plans for our 15th anniversary next month? I haven't heard anything. Uh, what day is it? Are Do you they remember? baking a cake for like us? Like 17th or something? I thought it was the 17th, 7, okay. 15th, somewhere between the 15th and well, the 17th. Well, the 17th is a Sunday, so we'll just skip it. So it'll have to be the 18th. Yeah. All right, so that's our 15th Mo- anniversary. Monday the 18th, yeah, and I will be uh, just back from vacation. I oh, believe. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm looking at July. Um, <laughs> August 17th is a Wednesday. It's then, September 17th. Yeah, and I will be... 18th. Oh, if it's a Monday. <laughs> Look at this. What you haven't what what calendar are you working July. on? No wonder. <laughs> My gosh, we're falling apart here. Seventeenth is a Saturday. Yeah, and I'll be just on the last day of my vacation that People day. will want to send us cards and cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, vanilla icing if you have it. All right. And what kind of ice cream do you prefer? I prefer vanilla. No, any kind. Okay. I just love the stuff. I mean, they ought to at least get a big cake for us as mm-hmm. happy anniversary. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hint, 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 hint,
the front office here is funny. They they love to gift you and take good care of you, but it has to be their idea. If you ask oh, for well, something, they say no. <laughs> we're dead. Yeah, they learned that when you were out front there. It doesn't matter what Mark asked for, just say, say no. no. Right. And well, that's the easiest way. You you can't you can't get in any trouble saying no. I remember well, you whispering you? to the uh, you were in a conference meeting one time with all the salespeople, and I knocked on the door because some something important was happening and nobody answered, and you whispered to the salespeople, and I could hear you playing his day. Just be quiet. He doesn't think anyone's in here. <laughs> and it'll he'll go it'll away. He'll go away. <laughs> yeah, so thanks a lot. All right. So what do you think about Nancy Pelosi's big trip to Taiwan? I huh? think it's worth commenting by calling 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Well, I think... Uh, I give her credit. I think she should have gone. I think she should have taken some Republicans along with her, but she says that she invited Republicans and they all turned her down. I find that hard to believe. Well, who would want to travel with her on her delegation, her well, junket? Well, the fact that the Chinese were threatening to shoot down her plane. <laughs> that makes you nervous, too. But I, I give her a lot of credit for that. I mean, I, I, I think we should show Taiwan we support them. You're right. We shouldn't back down. And we can't just let China take over the world. And that's, that's where they're headed. Well, that's I what they wish to do, correct? In 1960, I had a high school history class. And I remember my teacher, when it was my favorite teacher of all times, Mr. Quinton Davidson, saying to us that the problem isn't going to be the Russians long range, it's going to be the Chinese. Oh, wow. How prescient was he? Right. Plus, he could see the future a little bit because that is a uh, well. But see, is is not the goal the you know, like the main mission and work of China to take over the world? Well, they're doing it, but by fair means or foul. I mean, they're stealing everything they can get their hands on. They're stealing technology, cultural property, or you know things, intellectual property, anything they can do to advance their cause. They're doing. But do they, they have want, no morals or scruples about it. Do they want world domination? Do they wish to control? I I don't know that they want to control the world physically, but I think economically they do. Okay. But then where do you go? Once once you're in complete control of all the world's economy, where where do you go from there? Is there any place to go except, you know, physically taking over everything? And what good does that do you? Well, you feed your people and enjoy prosperity. and. Uh, well, I think that you have to give the Chinese communists some credit. They've learned from capitalism. They've developed programs that actually seem to work. I can remember when I was growing up hearing about the latest communist five-year plan in Russia that never produced the amount of grain or food it was supposed to produce, and people were still starving. You know, and the Great Leap Forward, Chairman Mao, which was a big clunker, mm-hmm. if you were, recall that. No. You don't recall the Great Leap Forward? No. No, all right. Well, you must have been too young. Yeah, that was in 55. That was before uh, as I long, As long as I've been around, attention. I remember a lot of this stuff. But, you know, the Chinese have traditionally been smart people. They've learned from other people's mistakes. They take a look carefully at what's going on in the world. They're able to assess situations, and they're able to adjust. You know, typically communism is so inflexible that it can't adjust. But the Chinese communists have adjusted. Do, do you think Russia, do you think Vladimir Putin would like to own the world? The entire world? I think Vladimir Putin's nuts. That's my personal well, opinion. Yeah, but, but so, in answer to my question, yes. Is I that think a yes? he would. Yeah, most okay. people who are megalomaniacs want to rule the world for some reason or another. Okay. I wouldn't mind. I mean, if the world said to me, Joe, would you run us? I would say, sure, I'll give it a shot. I think you'd be a little bit different <laughs> than Putin, though. But I wouldn't kill people to get it. All right. World domination in China and the uh, Rush, uh, Russian uh, war in Ukraine. And what do you think about her trip? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, hap- I'm happy with 
with the outcome, and I think uh, it did escalate tensions. The only negative outcome that I really saw was that Wall Street reacted so negatively yesterday, and these eggheads that always say, you know, after the Dow fell, you know, X number of points, I forget what it was yesterday, they said, because tensions are rising in the Middle East, as, you know, she's in Taiwan. So I think that would probably be my only reason to stay out of there, is if you got some positive momentum going on Wall Street, you can't do it. But on the other hand, can you let China dictate where you come and go and when you go and so on? Well, and can you let Wall Street dictate foreign policy? Mm-hmm. You know, we made a commitment at the time. If it doesn't already. Well, I think to a certain extent it does. You know, let's face it, to the, to the extent that a president modifies something he was going to do because of its impact on the stock market, then I'd say the stock market does drive it. And then that makes our friend Tom right. <laughs> well, let's oh, yeah, get rid of Wall Street. <laughs> right. I don't, I'm not quite sure how you – I'm not sure how you would do that even if you wanted well, to. Well, you couldn't. But uh, it certainly is integral in our society today. But anyway, so, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. But the economy is sensitive. So, you know, I think if you want to stick it to China when business is booming, I think that's okay. But I think causing precariosity on Wall Street has a certain risk to it. But in any event, you know, any investor that wants to stick around and wants to, you know, hold on to whatever they're investing, they're going to stick around regardless of what Nancy Pelosi is doing. I hate to to throw politics into this mix, but let's face it. What Nancy Pelosi did was an act, I think, of courage. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. she knew there were consequences. Now, we still don't know what the consequences are that the Chinese have threatened. Well, they've been rather obscure about it. Where she was, she could hear the aircraft that were in the Taiwanese airspace. Couldn't hear explosions or uh, the live fire and that sort of thing. Did they fire? Uh, Yeah, they did live fire, but not in Taiwan airspace. But the Chinese jets were in uh, Taiwanese airspace where they're not supposed to go, and they said she could hear that from where she was. All right. Well, so the Chinese are rattling a saber. Right. You know, they aren't necessarily going to strike anyone with it, but they're rattling it, which is, I guess, like the first diplomatic step in the process. Right. Do you want Nancy Pelosi to start World War III is what China's wondering here. here. Here's my problem, and I know this sounds political, and I guess to a certain extent it is. I don't think the Biden administration has put America on a strong, firm footing. You know, I think that Donald Trump with all his faults, was doing that. He was trying to bring but manufacturing... what about every meeting he would go to, they would laugh at him? Well, I'm like I said before, if we could have Donald Trump's policies without Donald Trump, mm-hmm. it would be a great world, in my opinion. I mean, I think that America first is the right agenda. If the, the Chinese are not altruistic, they're not out there trying <laughs> to improve everybody's lot in the world, they don't believe that their <laughs> want, rising tide is going to lift all boats. They want the U.S. to have lots of chips. Right. So, um, well, you know, they're buying us up. They're buying land near our military bases. I'm sorry. If we don't adopt the philosophy that America has to come first, we're not protecting this country. Across the board. This country is a greatest social experiment in the history of the world. The idea that free men make free determinations about their fate, that's almost unheard. Well, it is unheard of until we came along. Well, and I sense frustration in your voice, and I think part of that comes from your wonderful view of history, and particularly the presidencies. You see the, the kind of presidents we've had in recent decades, and, you know, some of them have been pretty good, and at the same time, you've seen the kind 
kind of leaders that we said no to, you know, like the John McCain's or John Kasich's of the world, people who could have been good leaders and probably would have been good presidents. And we picked I would have other taken Mitt Romney. I voted for him. I thought he was he's a common sense kind of guy. Right. I think he's a conservative. He would have espoused conservative opinions. However, I don't. He's think very strong going through airports while people are yelling <laughs> at him. Well, and the fact that that he was a Mormon may not have worked in his favor either, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, of course with President Obama saying the 80s called, they want their uh, diplomacy back or whatever it was over the Russians. You know, Mitt Romney was right about a lot of different things. So he, w- I think he would have made a very good president. But right now, what we have in Joe Biden, and I, I, since I'm his age, I hate to say this, but I don't think he's got the energy and the zeal to, to lead this country the way it ought to be led. Right. And, and that's nothing against him personally. He's a nice guy, and I think he wants to do exactly the right things. But, you know... When, when he can't, when he can't uh, even read the teleprompter half the time, that's an issue. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a couple of calls coming in. Our fabulous producer today is Sam Tyler. We're talking about uh, President Biden's global standing and versus President Trump's. And I guess you can stick in there President Obama's and uh, President Clinton's and anybody else in between All there. All the bushes. A couple of bushes. <laughs> a couple right. of bushes. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, yeah. And so that's our platform, uh, talking about Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. Uh, the, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you, only because I'm going to be retiring probably within the decade, and I watch, I, for, I, I know you tell me not to, I watch my 401k every single day. No, you can't do that. I know. <laughs> and I thought, I watched it go down a little bit yesterday, and then looked at the Dow went down, and then it, then the analyst said it was because I'm Nancy. I'm like, Nancy, <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, why? All right. So anyway, all right, well, to be continued, let's take a quick break. we got callers ready to go. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Our fabulous producer, Sam Tyler, has done exactly what she said she would do, answer the phone and put the callers on hold. So she did that. Joe, read these real quick. All right. Uh, One of our emailers says, Why do we allow ourselves to become so dependent on China? Seems pretty stupid to me, just like Europe's dependency on Russian oil. Stupid. And then another email says, That's a fallacy that Biden is a nice guy. He gets pretty snippy when someone disagrees with or challenges him. I think he's a codger. He's a codger. Yeah, he's Waldorf. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I love my Mideast policy. All right. Joseph from Milton, PA, you are on the mark. What's your thought on this uh, Taiwanese Chinese yeah. Pelosi visit? Well, uh, personally, I think Nancy went over there for personal gain because of her interest and in her husband's interest in the computer business and the chips and all that stuff. 
Uh, I don't see where she's ever done anything for us, the people, really. Well, and she wants uh, to help the Biden administration, I really too. In about, I want to talk about China. Do you believe for one moment that a uh, power as, as powerful as China is getting, and Joe, I believe your teacher was uh, prophesying because of what you said there, you know what I mean, that don't, it isn't Russia, but look out for China, you know? Yep. yep. Uh, and why I say that is the only reason I say anything is because I based my belief on the scriptures, okay? And uh, in Revelation, it talks about that. It says the kings of the east, that when the sixth angel pours out his vow upon a great river Euphrates to dry it up, to prepare the kings of the east to come down against Israel. So anybody that messes with Israel will be in Bible prophecy, at the, of course, at the end of time. And uh, Russia is mentioned in the Bible, too, Gog, Magog, Meshach, and Tubal. But the kings of the east denote China with a 200-million-man army, which Mao said that he could mount a 200-man million army. All right, so and what do you way, think? Let me stop you. Let me uh, stop. When we opened up negotiations with China oh, okay. back in Nixon's time, we sent all kind of, we didn't give military equipment, but we sent them all kind of uh, buses and trucks and, and transport. And they're building a road from uh, down in to Turkey, to the headwaters of the Euphrates. And in fact, if you look up the Atturk Dam in Turkey, I think it was uh, finished in the 90s. That, that when they filled that dam up, it actually dried up the U river Euphrates. And, of course, in Revelation 9, it talks about the four angels <laughs> bound in the Euphrates River that they're going to be loosened at the end of time to dry up the river Euphrates. And now they're not literal angels. It's talking about what's happening in the world prophetically. But anyway, yes, China is going to come down against Israel, and it, they want to be a world power, of course, and dominate the world. All these uh, would-be you know, Hitlers, the Third Reich, you know, uh, they, they all want to dominate the world. So what are you getting by? Again, it goes back to the, to the beginning. Satan was, is the god of this present world, according to the Bible. What, what do we gain, these men Joseph, to, uh, putting the Bible aside for a minute, what does China gain from trying to take over the entire world? In other words, once you've done that, where do you go? What, what economically <laughs> the would, could they do more than they're doing now? I mean, their people are becoming more prosperous. They're developing into a, a really advanced society. You know, what more can we expect from them? Well, it's like this. Just like Soros and the guy Musk, they have billions of dollars, and why do they want more? I mean, that's, that's man's lust, uh, the lust in man's heart. To more, more, more. I want more. I get this one. I want more. I want a better one. And so it's, it's just the lust of men. That's all it is. Okay. All right. And I agree. What, you know... What do they? You know, what are they going to gain? Uh, well, like the Savior That's said, you, if you gain the whole world, lose yourself. What is it? Yep, Doesn't mean anything. All right. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Good analysis. Much appreciated. Yeah. We're talking about Nancy Pelosi's visit to, to Taiwan. Uh, brave, some folks are calling it. Foolhardy in the minds of others. Uh, what's your view on this? Maybe political. Uh, the Biden administration needs a victory, so this kind of helps her that she stood up to China and went there. And so that kind of helps them a little bit, too, as the Biden administration had a sufficient number of victories lately that they won't lose everything this fall. Maybe that's a, a way to look at this. Tom, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, the very good election last night for the Democrats. Yeah. 
Didn't, didn't some Trump candidates? Um, I think very, you're talking about very, Kansas. Very, 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 very deep red state. The abortion uh, thing, the petition that they put on the uh, on the ballot, and they put it in. They put it in uh, in the primary because they didn't think people would show up, and it's still they lost. They lost sixty to forty. That's but, a, that's a big loss in a red state. So they they were trying to get rid of the abortion. Tom, you don't you don't get six, you don't get sixty percent. So, uh, Tom, know, that's pretty good. Tom, you don't get sixty percent without some Republican votes, and not all Republicans are opposed to some form of abortion. The question wasn't. Wow. The question was, should we uh, uh, take it out of the Constitution that people have a right to get it? You know, I think there's still a large percentage of people who would put restrictions on it, but I think a majority of people, Republican and Democrat, don't want to see it entirely removed. And, and and look at the nut jobs, and look at the nut jobs that <laughs> won those elections last night in the Republican Party. They are people that don't want any any exceptions. Right. I mean these these people are going to be toast in are going to be toast in the in the fall. If they're if I they're mean, out of step, the people that won. I mean these Trump people. That one, I mean, they are they are pathetic people. They're not going to they're they're going to get creamed. What's pathetic about them, Tom? Why is it pathetic to disagree well, with all, Tom? They're all, all they're all MAGA <laughs> ultra conservative. But does that make well, them my, terrible my people? Well, my God, they all they all <laughs> think the election was rigged. Yes, yeah, so? the election stolen thing. They all they all th- they all think that that uh, there should be no abortions under any circumstances. They're all way out there, wackos, way <laughs> out there, and they're all Christian nationalists. Right, they're well, all, all they're, white people they're too. I'm sure. I mean, people aren't going to vote for people like that. They proved it with this, with this uh, voting for this. Uh, in the primary, well, in Kansas last yeah, night. Look what Pennsylvanians did with Doug Mastriano. He fits the mold on all those uh, ills we just described, but he's all of those to a T. And uh, I haven't seen the poll, but somebody says that he's gaining in the polls. Yeah, but he's not going to gain that much, I don't think. I think he's just. He's, when they start running ads on him, when it starts getting hot and heavy, he's going to sink. <laughs> okay. Well, they've and already give, been I'll running give, ads I'll on give him. your uh, abortion people something to think about. And this is on the computer. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. There was an embryo frozen, and I don't know when this happened, not that long ago. There was an embryo frozen for 27 years. They thawed it out, and it's now a baby. Okay. Called Baby Molly. You can look it up. Okay. So it, what? What? It was frozen for 27 years, which proves one thing: that an embryo is not a baby. Because if you freeze a baby for 27 years, they'll be dead. Yes, but, but the difference is, em- Tom. They froze an embryo for 27 years. Tom, the embryo hasn't been fertilized. They thought it out. Yo, they, an embryo is fertilized. It is fertilized. Yeah, that's how it gets to be an embryo. Wait a second. It's not an egg. <laughs> All right, I, I, you're right. I'm thinking of an egg. An I'm sorry. Is a fertilized I'm sorry. Egg. I'm thinking of an egg. I'm thinking of the egg general. You're right. You're look right. it up. You look it up. I think it's called Baby Molly. She <laughs> okay. was. It was an embryo. It was frozen 27 years, and they thawed it out, and it's now a baby. Yeah, but you I can look it up. Look it up on your computer. I think that strengthens the pro-life message that a baby's a baby's a baby from point yeah, one you're right. on. No, it doesn't strengthen it at all. It proves that an embryo is not a baby. Because if you freeze a baby, a baby would be dead. Well, if you freeze an embryo, you can thaw it out and it'll still be a baby. So have you heard of cryogenics? It proves, it proves that it's not. Tom, have you heard of cryogenics? 
That's freezing yes, people. Yes, I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> I've been frozen. People who freeze and themselves okay. to after they die because they know they can be revived at some point in the future, and uh, the, the whatever disease that killed them can be cured. Yeah, and I've been frozen, right. and I survived. Yeah, I've heard of that. Well, you know, so apparently what does, that all, have to, what does that have to do with this? Well, if you can bring somebody back from being frozen, and the Germans tried that, they, well, they, was, they weren't they weren't a person. That's that's the thing. No, the I'm thing is, is they weren't a person. That's the thing. Well, of course, we don't know that cryogenics actually works. So right, moving on. <laughs> well, it wasn't cry, it wasn't cryogenics. No, I know it wasn't, but I was talking about the possibility. It was just frozen. The people frozen can be <laughs> brought right, well, back to life. Gave you, look at it. Look it up. Look it up. Have your people, your far right people, look it up. It actually happened. Yeah, well, let me get, get my far right people you. going here. <laughs> Joe knows exactly what you're talking about too. You're being facetious, but Tom knows who they are, or uh, Joe knows who they are. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Uh, right, one it of says here in February of 2020, one of those embryos was implanted in Ms. Gibson, an elementary school teacher in Knoxville. Tennessee. And in October, <laughs> okay. she gave birth to a six-pound, 13-ounce baby. Ms. Gilson and her husband, Ben, named her Molly. The birth broke the record for the longest frozen embryo to result in a live birth. Okay. But it still had to be placed in a mother's womb. Right. I don't think... I'm... I'm uh, well, I'm not the smartest guy in history, but I'm missing the connection as to why that's Im- impacting the pro-life or pro-choice I don't discussion either. <laughs> in either way. I think folks that are pro-life think life begins at conception. That's the end of that. You can you can freeze it, birth it, abort it, or whatever, but it's still a baby. <laughs> or still a human from that moment on. And pro-choice people say it's a woman's choice, frozen or otherwise. But the important thing is, in Kansas, they made a decision that they don't want it without limitation, that they don't want no limit. One of our listeners says, when were you frozen as an embryo, Mark? I wasn't frozen as an embryo. I was frozen last year during the muzzleloader season in February, but I was thawed out and I'm okay. All right, to be continued, you're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. We're enjoying a vibrant discussion about the U.S.'s global position. The, uh, I mean, politically, <laughs> not geographically. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. Uh, how brave it was. Is it a win for the Biden administration? Uh, I think they opposed it, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. What's the Biden administration's view on this? And what's the, uh, uh, the, uh, the U.S.'s world standing President Biden? Biden versus President Trump, and uh, let's see, we also talked about uh, an embryo that was thawed out and used uh, 20-some years after it was frozen, so that's a long time. So when when do you, if it's a person, if the embryo is a person, Mm -hmm. it was born, what, 27 years old? Right, so it's... Did we start counting its birthday then? From conception, right. So this this baby was born 27 years old. Right. This baby can drink already. Hey, I, I would say, I would. I think a birth certificate should reflect the fact that it was 27, 27. years old. 27, all right, we got you. If you ever going to use conception. All right, so those are the topics of discussion. We would invite you to set us straight on any of these and all topics with your opinion. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. they got a help-wanted ad running here, so, boy, if you... Uh, 
uh, got some expertise you'd like to lend to the Sunbury Motor Company. they got some unmet needs. They would just love to have you on board. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Some very brief news headlines here. Bucknell University isn't saying if it's a student or staff person, but someone associated with the university has monkeypox. They confirmed the single off-campus case Tuesday and said there's no risk to the community. They advise any incoming students soon to isolate if they contract the disease. And they say this particular case they noted is an isolated case and there's no uh, on-campus outbreak of monkeypox at Bucknell. Mike Molosevich of Lewisburg wants people to have a choice when they look at the fall ballot in the 15th district. If I wasn't doing this, there would be no choice, and choice is good in both a democratic and a free market society. So though you may disagree with what I say or my policies, but if I wasn't doing this, you most likely would not have a choice in the 15th district. He announced recently that he's running for Congress in the 15th District and did win a write-in spot on the ballot for this fall. He's running against G.T. Thompson, who has declined the effort so far uh, for us to contact him. A wide expansion of mail-in voting in Pennsylvania survived a legal challenge Tuesday in front of the state Supreme Court in a case brought by some of the same Republican state representatives who enacted the legislation three years earlier. Millions of state voters have chosen to cast ballots by mail in recent elections, although Democrats have used it in far greater numbers, so the law fell out of favor with Republicans, especially as former President Donald Trump attacked it during his losing 2020 re-election campaign. It was a 5-2 to two ruling with the two Republican justices voting no, uh, means that expanded mail-in voting will be in place most likely this fall for the November elections for governor and U.S. Senate. Guess what? Tolls are going to do on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I bet they're going up. Well, if you have a billion dollars in debt, that's what happens. PA Turnpike Commission spokesperson Carl DeFebo says Turnpike tolls will increase 5% on January 8, 2023. Because of the toll increase in 2023, the most common toll for a passenger vehicle is, is going to increase from $1.70 to $1.80 for EasyPass customers and from $4.10 to $4.40 for those who pay via toll by plate. The Turnpike Commission says toll increases are needed to help meet its financial obligation under Act 44 of 2007, which required it to transfer $900 million to $450 million each year to support transportation projects across the state. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, he's got an endorsement. Uh, the gubernatorial candidate on the Republican side in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano, eight of nine Republican Pennsylvania Congress members Monday jointly endorsed the GOP gubernatorial nominee as, as uh, of course, he's State Senator Doug Mastriano, uh, Congressman Fred Keller, Dan Muser, Scott Perry, and Glenn Thompson are among those who signed a letter saying that Mastriano, who's backed by the former President Donald Trump, represents a better option and alternative to the Democratic nominee, Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro. They say, quote, progressive policies supported by Joe Biden and Josh Shapiro have led to fewer jobs, higher crime rates, rampant drug addiction, and less freedom for Pennsylvania's hardworking families, unquote, the lawmakers wrote. Representative Brian Fitzpatrick 
Fitzpatrick the only holdout among the Pennsylvania Republicans. A spokeswoman for Fitzpatrick told The Hill in a statement that the congressman was tied up when the GOP delegation met with Mastriano and that a representative from his office attended instead. Quote, Representative Fitzpatrick has yet to meet with Senator Mastriano, but hopes to have the chance to do so before the fall. Mastriano and Shapiro are fighting for the governorship. Shapiro leads in polls, but there seems to be this strange rumor that there's a poll that says Mastriano's catching up. Actually, it sounds kinky. He was tied up, was he? (laughs) They were tied (laughs) up. All right. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's Washington. Maybe he's uh, occupying Congressman Sherman's, uh, Sherwood's old office. So, uh, let's see. Oh, that's low. (laughs) Anyway. That's beneath you. Uh, Okay, so, um, two other items here, little conversation starters. One is smartphones actually help your memory. You know how people always put us down for using our smartphones because they say they're frying our brains? Not true. Some new research found that smartphones and heavy use of other digital devices actually helps improve your memory skills, keeps your brain active. Many people look up things they don't know on the smartphones and then remember them subsequently. They also say we use them to help store and remember many things for us, thus freeing up our brain to remember additional important things. Okay. Well, All right. So that the, sounds plausible so to me. So I have to mention that to my wife every time she says, phone's <laughs> down. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, let's, and her voice is very melodic and sweet. Not phone's like that. Down. Yes, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be in the doghouse here. And finally, uh, uh, see, our economy is really out of sync. You know, we're in a recession, although you say depression. But anyway, uh, new you surveys. say potato, I say potato. No, I think there's quite a difference. <laughs> let's call the whole thing off. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, on the 17th year, we'll stop. <laughs> no, that's a song lyric. I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who sang it first? Don't remember. Okay, look it up. All right, finally, a survey. More Americans are piling on debt. If you feel like you're swiping your plastic more often, you're not alone. A new survey from LendingTree shows that two in five Americans will pile on more debt by the end of the year, and most of that debt being on credit cards and auto loans. 30% of Americans are using their credit cards right now for basic necessities like food and medical bills. Experts say that if you must, swipe, apply for a low interest card, call your credit card company and ask for a lower interest rate or transfer your balance to a card that has a lower interest rate. How about if you just live debt free? How would you do that? Do like Joe McGranahan does. Ella Fitzgerald, by the way. Oh, wow. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off is the title of the song. Who knew? I would have never guessed that in a My smartphone knew. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> See? We're looking. So, yeah, I always look up Phones stuff. down. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, we were talking about yeah. China and, uh, you know, putting biblical stuff aside. They are obviously focused on what they want to achieve. Now, going back to Donald Trump, I think he had a vision for America that was one of strength, one of protection for the people in the homeland. You know, the fact that he was perhaps a miserable human being and achieving it um, probably led to his downfall. I think a nicer guy... Or the other B word. Right. (laughs) But someone different with the same policies, I think, would have won re-election rather handily. But, you know, and now Biden is, you know, espousing what he's doing. I think, um, despite what our emailer said, I think he is a nice guy. I think he wants what's best for this country. We just disagree on what is Mm -hmm. best for this country. But here's the problem. If we don't strengthen America, if we don't do the things we need to do to put our people first, our business first, our economy first, we are going 
going to wind up being a second-rate power in a nation in a world dominated by dictatorships. You know, either we as a country, a free people, pull together like we did during World War II, or we're going to sink. But at the same time, you're an empathetic person, so you don't want to hurt anybody from other countries or to put anybody well, I'm down. I'm not talking about starting a war. Right. So I, know, I, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm just saying... So you, you're saying that our charity and empathy and anything that we provide in kind to other countries should be through strength, not just softening our position so that we're sharing our power. I think what we're doing now, if th- let's take foreign aid, for example. What is in our best interest? You know, we, we talked yesterday about the uh, veterans bill with the burn pits and whether or not it ought to get a lump sum fund that they can spend over many Which years. has or whether, passed in the Senate. Now. Right, or whether it should be funded year to year to year. Same thing's true with our foreign aid. If we're giving you billions of dollars, what is it we hope to achieve? We're, did you have a humanitarian need that we met? You know, are you, is your economy struggling and a little infusion of cash would help you develop certain things that would pull your people out of poverty? You know, what are our goals with foreign policy? I like the idea of zero basing all of these expenditures every year. You know, we don't give you more money just because you ask just for more because. money. And we, and we don't tell you that if you don't spend it, you have to give it back. <laughs> Well, and all the gazillions of dollars we send to Central America would, would probably be a good case in point if you had to argue again that this money is well spent and it's going for its purpose and it's not going into corrupt governments and that there is uh, good use for it and that the governments are trying to do something to stop the fentanyl from coming over the border or the right. massive influx of individuals who enter the U.S. illegally. You know, I, I think if you balance those needs, I think it would be easier to just redirect that money to shoring up the border if if we decide that we do wish to allow more individuals to come into the US let's do that in a measured and you know sort of the normal way to get people into the US in greater numbers but this idea of millions of you know two or three million illegal sneak-ins that we know about right well then that means there's three million or four million so we're missing the boat here well we're no longer at the place where we can say give us your huddled masses yearning to breathe free we actually need people <laughs> People who can contribute to our society. I mean, times change. We talk about that with respect to things like abortion and Roe versus Wade and Supreme Court decisions. It's also true of immigration. You know, we cannot afford anymore to just say, send us people who are going to be a drain in our society. We need entry-level and experienced technicians to work at the quick lane, the light truck service, heavy truck service, and the body frame right. and alignment department. People who have body frame and alignment experience are allowed into the country in right Central now, America. provided they go to work for somebody. Well, Actually, if they have a, a ultra-valuable skill, they can already get in in advance, particularly if a, com- a company sponsors them and steps up and so you know, we'll uh, vouch for them, so to speak. But what, what We does, already do that. What does, let's take Trump out of the equation. If I say to you, America first, what does that mean to you? I mean, how would Mark Lawrence define America first? Well, I'm concerned that it, it, it would mean that there's uh, sort of an element of arrogance associated with that. You Why know, arrogance? Well, I just think that if if you say that, you know, somehow as a person, I'm more valuable than a uh, Chinese person or a Central American person, I don't think that uh, I I feel as though I'm more valuable as a human than somebody else in another country. And I think we should take good care of our country. If If you say America first means that we actually have secure borders all the way around, coasts and borders, I think that's sound 
foreign policy, so I certainly could support that. This idea that we've gone for a century without any significant border security between us and Mexico just befuddles the mind that, you know, yes, of course, President Biden might be making it worse until just lately, but and President Trump strengthened it, but he was trying to fix gaps left by, you know, decades of previous administrations. So anyway, America first to me, I, I, I just concern myself that I think it, it sounds arrogant and it sounds like, you know, wow. uh, we are so much better than the Italians. It's Americans first. No, we see, have to. Boy, that's, uh, we're better than the Spaniards. We have to be America first. I, I think you're now off the mark. Okay. Here's what it means, or what I think it should mean. It should mean that with respect to the economy, we focus on what benefits our citizens first. What gives, we talk about, and Biden talks about these good paying, family sustaining union jobs. I don't even think they have to be union jobs. <laughs> I think Why they don't can the companies be, just pay them well? They can be family sustaining jobs, you know, and we have other people who say, okay, these oil companies are gouging us. They have trillions of dollars in profits. You know, there should be controls on both sides of that. There should be things saying, okay, we need to make sure the American people have a good way of life. That's part of what we should be dealing with. But also, we should be giving them not a hand out, but a hand up. We should help them create right. jobs. We should help create jobs. We should support entrepreneurs who are willing to take a risk. Suppose the Haddon family hadn't decided to buy into the broadcasting business. Where would we be today? You know, we wouldn't be working in a radio We'd station. We'd just be sitting in a couple folding chairs, <laughs> chairs in the woods up here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Looking at the grass growing. Talking about America first. But, I mean, entrepreneurs are the people who drive the economy. Whether you like it or not, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And Tom's feeling that we have to get rid of everybody in the private sector is just so asinine, it defies well, credulity. <laughs> right. But I think in this country, okay, we have a great zeal for development and growth and uh, building out our community. But at the same time, we have traditionally overlooked big segments of our society. Think of for a long time, women weren't given the appreciation or the standing no argument. that they deserved. Or, you know, we still have a long way to go until we blacks and other minorities. Right, I'll concede to you, we haven't been perfect. But who's better than we are? What country could you go to that would have solved all of our problems well, and it's now a Joe. utopia? <laughs> Where is that place? Okay, your lovely bride says to you, honey, my car is covered with bird stuff and it's very dirty. Would you please wash it. And you look out in the driveway and you say, honey, your car's cleaner than the neighbor's. Just drive it, okay? That's what I'm saying. All right, we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. We've got to take a break. We're talking about America First. What's your view on, what does the phrase America First mean to you? All right. Let's see if we can get our producer awake here. <laughs> we have a phone call coming All right. in. Right. Well, they're pretty busy next door. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, Tom, our good liberal caller, says, I don't think he was ever an embryo. I think he was an alien or a seed from a far-off planet. All right. Come on now. All right. This you didn't t- even read that right. I think he was an alien seed from some far-off planet, not an alien or a seed. Okay. Thank you <laughs> for clarifying that, Mr. Perfect Spokesman. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, so Nancy Pelosi's traveling with House Foreign Affairs Chairman Gregory Meeks of New York, the Veterans Affairs Chairman Mark Takano of California, and Representative Susan Delpin of, I think the music's a little loud. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. I don't think anybody heard what you said. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we've got callers standing by, so I'll read this fast. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is traveling, traveling with the House Foreign Affairs Chairman Gregory Meeks of New York, the Veterans Affairs Chairman Mark Takano of California, and Congress Member Susan Delbeni of Washington State, Raja Krishnamurthy of Illinois, and Andy Kim of New Jersey. So that's the delegation. CNN has a picture of them. Uh, they hire, they're flying in a private jet owned by the uh, U.S. of A. Oh, it's a full-size plane. It's oh, yes, it, I've seen it. It's a, it it's looks a, like Air Force One. It's a 707. But it's just not uh, decked it's out the way the crazy. president's is. All that wasted money. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. America first. What's your definition? Well, now listen, this is coming from a guy who my detractors say I wear a red hat, drink red Kool-Aid, and <laughs> see the world through rose-colored conservative glasses. And you know what? I'm going to say, yeah, that's true. And, you know, part of that is because, as I said before, I was raised in a house where we had a JFK shrine, stood right at the top of our stair steps, and I got to see it a lot because I was always being sent to my bedroom. And uh, I was a reliable uh, Democrat voter when I first started voting. And then I had to find a job, and I had no job. <laughs> it, well, I could get a job, but it didn't pay anything, and it wasn't very rewarding to me until Ronald Reagan came along. And, you know, I, I said, hey, I, I like the way this guy talks, you know. And then I found out that he used to be a liberal, and then he became a conservative. And the one thing that I, I can remember about Ronald Reagan was saying, the best social program is a job. Now, I don't know whether he coined that phrase or whatever, but I found out that having a job that I could do that I liked kind of kept me out of trouble, okay? Now, that's just a generality for me. I'm not saying it's true for everybody. But the bottom line is this. This is the way I see the world. I see the world is involved in a battle, and I come out and say it, between good and evil. Okay, and I'm not saying which side is good and which side is evil, but we have one side that says, hey, we can provide a perfect world for you. Everything can be just right as long as you don't vote for the other side. And the other side says, hey, we want to have freedom, we want to have free markets, we want to have an economy. And instead of having balance between those two sides in Washington, we have a battle. And it's being fought, uh, what was that book called, Blood Sport? You know, they take the gloves off. And I mean, there is some really nasty, dirty things going on to control our minds. And just by fate, yesterday, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, I say that a lot, but this is the last thing I, I'm going to say. I'm going to say it three times so people hear it. I, I came across a book called The Rape of the Mind, The Psychology of Thought Control, Menticide, and Brainwashing. 
Okay, menticide is essentially a process that occurs when you willingly think and act out of someone else's interpretation of reality to their benefit and against your own. Okay, I'll say it one more time. Mendicide occurs when you willingly think and act out of someone else's interpretation of reality to their benefit and against your own. And right now in the United States, they say 90% of the media is basically controlled by a handful of individuals that have their goals in mind and not ours. That's the way I see it. Menticide is happening to us here in the United States so that we can argue and fight amongst ourselves rather than focusing on the goal of having a good society where people have jobs that are satisfying to, you know, to their abilities and we have stable prices, our dollars are, are steady, uh, what do you call it, like I have a pension and that's dropping what, about 8%, 9% a year right now. <laughs> so pretty soon that pension that I get that's never going to go up is going to be in the dirt and I'll be poor like everyone else. Why is your pension going down? Why is my pension going down? Well, it's the same amount year after year, but oh, when the inflation you. is running at 10%, you know, it's like it's like my grandson. He 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 buys five little peppermint patties for a dollar 25. And that bag doesn't even contain as much candy as the peppermint patty I bought when I was a kid. Well, that's true. It cost a nickel. Okay. <laughs> yep, I remember nickel that's candy bars. And yeah, now you got Joe going. I remember small cokes. You could get a small coke at Fountain Coke for five cents. You had you lost Joe, but you woke him up when you said chocolate. So. <laughs> yeah, and what did you get? You paid two cents or something like that for the bottle. Well, you got a refund. No, you got a refund. Two cents or three cents. I think it was two cents back on a Coke bottle and a Pepsi bottle. Okay, yeah. That's right. So the price. We used to collect them. You know, we used to go around and collect them. And then you got two cents back. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, we used to collect them. That's how we made our summer money. Oh, yeah. On the way to the baseball field, you picked up those things. I got it. I used to do that, too. Yep. All right, Mike, we got you. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate the call. Take care. All right. Uh, Dan, we're asking the question, what is America first to you? You know, like, America first to me is like it was under Trump. But putting that aside, if you would take uh, the news media out of it, you take politics out of it and put a person down, living in America, average person like me, put them down here and living and they wouldn't know who was in charge or they wouldn't get a lot of propaganda as our friend Mike said from the news media where do you think they'd be happiest? Well, Under the Trump administration or living the way we are now with superinflation? Yeah, well, obviously people are concerned about the economy, but I think eventually people would probably hear about the way that Trump is behaving and some of his policies and topics and lies and things. And likewise, eventually they'd hear about President Biden and, you know, they would say, well, maybe he hasn't helped gas prices go down or he may have done something that helped inflation go up. I, I, th- I don't think... <laughs> Eventually the word would leak out. Our Congress member would probably leak it. You think about it. If you were, you didn't know anything except right. you were living here like an all. Just say like no radio, no TV, no newspaper propaganda to make you think you were worse off. 
I would say almost 100% of the people would say, hey, we were living a lot better under Trump's administration than we are right now. I don't, if they just wouldn't have the propaganda shot at them every day, every day, how evil Trump is. He, and this is the truth. This is the truth of the economy. How we were living. But Dan, can't you can't you agree that if Donald Trump's policies existed without Donald Trump and the way he behaves, or if he behaved differently, or the worse, or he didn't try to upset the election, right? Don't you think we'd have been better off that way if he could have modified his behavior? Don't you think he bears some responsibility for being out of control the way he was? (laughs) Well, I put more blame on the propaganda media. That hated Trump for no reason. They, they were—he <laughs> was friendly with them. They got along great till he announced he was running for president. From that time on, he, he paid dearly, dearly every day. Propaganda, you know it, twenty-four-seven, and still to this day. They're out there trying to get Trump. In other words, I agree with Mike. They do not want America to be great again. There's no way they want to have us being the best country to live in in the world. Who's they? Wait a second. Who is they? Which they? The media? Mainstream media. They're married to the one world globalist system. So, in other words, the, the, the media benefits if the, America becomes a second-class country? If we collapse. How? Well, How do they benefit? They're not going to gain. They, they may be involved, but most of them are going to be losers, too. They're not going to have the freedom of the press that they enjoy right now. They'll be, well, they'll be like you were, gentlemen were talking about China. The abusers, where there is no freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom of anything. So what's going to happen to our Constitution? Is someone just going to come and rip that up and throw it in the trash? Well, they'll make it almost worthless by, you know, as they are right now, by going over the top of it and making laws that aren't constitutional, so... So the Supreme Court wouldn't stop that, huh? They wouldn't. They wouldn't put a stop to that. Right. Right. <laughs> now they would. We have a good Supreme Court, but <laughs> guess what? Biden administration would like to do. They want to stack it. No, actually, Joe Biden doesn't want to do that. And other people want him to do that, but he doesn't right. want to do that. And he'll do it. He would do it if they put the press. He'll do anything the far left wants. Once mm, they, I don't think so. I don't think he's anybody's puppet. I think he's his old man, his own man, and he's an old man. And so I wish he was. Well, I don't wish he was because he's never been a. I think everybody's irritated at him equally. All right, Dan. Or yeah, Dan, we'll give you the last word. So you think about that. We're thinking about it all the time. You think about what (laughs) if you wouldn't know politics and you were living under Trump's administration, not knowing anything, where would you be happiest? You can answer that right now if you would. 
You both could answer it. And then we'd find out that he tried to steal the election and ignored the pandemic. And no, I'm just saying. Started an insurrection. <laughs> but other than I'm that. I'm just asking you, where would you want to yeah, live? If you totally lived the in a cave. The election was stolen, by yeah. the way. Oh, you're right. All right. We it gotta was go. stolen. we got to go, right. Dan. It no. was a stolen election. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yep, thank you. Yeah. Stop the steal. No, i got to stop. <laughs> we got to stop Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling us. All right. You have a great one. Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks. All right. one 800 795 When we say you got 30 seconds left, we try to stick with that. You're already over time when you get that warning. All right, we will be right back. we got a caller waiting. Call us now. What does America First mean to you? 1-800-795-9565. we got four pending emails and one caller waiting. Join the queue. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com. All right. One of the emailers sends a message, says about Nancy Pelosi's visit. Foolish act. Why start a crisis? China warned the U.S. and U.N. not to approach the Yalu River during the Korean War. The warning was not heeded, and China entered the war anyway. Uh, so thank you for that. Then uh, number one rule of the universe, the strong survive. This country has become too woke to be strong. All right. And uh, another one says humanity is just one misunderstanding standing or miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. Why then would Nancy Pelosi even consider going to Taiwan, considering the warning from the Chinese? What is her reason for this visit? And... I think she just says it's good relations and trade, right? And Rob says... You're right. Rob says, Mark, when you fly, the flight attendants tell you that if the oxygen masks come down, put yours on first, then help others if they need help. You can't save someone else if you're not ready and able to do so. They're unable good point. to do so. Okay, and then one more. Joe, what happened to the Constitution's in all the countries that were forced to become socialist. The U.S. Constitution is one of the most hated pieces of paper uh, to the socialist mind. Well, that could be. Now uh, that's possible. Right. Bob, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, good morning. When I think uh, of America first, it means that we think we're better than anybody else, <laughs> which is wrong. We're not better than anybody else, and we never should think that. So why does it mean we're better than anybody else? Why does putting America first mean that to you? Well, why should we have anything that somebody else needs? I don't know. We that, now you're it. talking communism, from each according to his ability oh, to each according to his need. That's communism. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we're no better than anybody else in the world. They have the same life as we do. You live it and... You get what you can get in that lifetime. A lot of people struggle in their lifetime to get what they do get. And there's a lot of people that are born into millions of dollars families and abuse it and go and do crazy things, you know. So I'm just saying, as far as I'm concerned, America is not any better than any other country. We're almost trying to be better than China. So what do we China, do? Trying to rule, rule the world. We're, we we cannot rule the world. We're a very small country, whether you know it or not. So mm-hmm. what what do we do? Just give up and say, all right, everybody's better than we are. We don't need to do anything. We'll just sit here no, and let the world. No, everybody should be equal. How's that going to work? You know? How's that work? Who's going to well, implement that? Well, you have to get all the countries to come together. <laughs> And what would they do? Have a meeting saying at the United Nations, we're all the same. Yeah, it's, it's and we be take the come together. Meeting. We take all the world's wealth and we divide it up among the number of people. Is that, that your solution? I'm not talking about money. 
Well, money will I'm be what was necessary. I'm life in general. Everybody, as far as I'm concerned, America first is just being greedy, greedy, greedy. You know, we have so much already, we don't need any more. And what should be our stance? What should our stance be, though? What should we do? How should we be? Well, as far as I'm concerned, Nancy Pelosi done nothing wrong. Okay. I mean, reaching out to other countries and trying to help them become, you know, as good a country as we live in, trying to make the world a better place. Who's she doing that with? She went to Taiwan. Taiwan. That's not a. She's visiting several countries, not just Taiwan. Mm, yeah, she's all over the Far East. And uh, so, the countries in the Far East are usually pretty prosperous. <laughs> if we don't go out and uh, talk to these uh, other countries, we're not going to know what's happening with them. We're not going to know if we can trust them or not. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different things involved just in, you know, showing up at a country. I have no idea what the, the reason for the visit was other than probably, you know, just meet and greet. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just trade or just relations. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I think right, our country is so no much. better than any other country, and we shouldn't be America first. I mean, I, I mean, as far as us doing for ourselves, yes. Do the best you can with what you have or what you can, uh, your abilities are to do. But don't ask for anything more. Is that your point? Well, don't smite anyone so we can be better. Who are we smiting? <laughs> the erudites. <laughs> Thank you so and, much, Bob. Uh, Thanks, Bob. Yep. Thank you. All right, All right. Al, you're next up. Last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> I think there's going to be three ways to vote, and I'm talking agendas. There's the Republican establishment agenda which has always been trying to be conservative and, and uh, nice. But I think you can be too nice. And then there's uh, the Democrat agenda, which they're not always so nice. So there's two ways to vote. And I, I'm not saying there's only three ways, but I'm just telling you about three biggest ways, I think. And then the next way is what Trump started was make America great. And I think it's an entity onto itself. Um, you can't always be too nice because if you're too nice, you're going to get tried. People are going to try. But I think that the Make America Great agenda was wonderful, what he was doing. Um, a lot of people don't agree with the way he did it, but I always looked at both sides of the thing when something started with a battle, mouth battle with Trump. It was always mouth battles. Um, um, but if somebody would say, you're ugly, he'd say, well, you're uglier. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he waited till somebody said, you're ugly, Trump. And then he'd say, oh, well, you're uglier. You're the ugliest. And that's, that's all it was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he's like that. And it was the same thing with Joe Paterno. You're going to beat me? No, we're going to beat you more. You know, and and that's the mentality of somebody that comes from a background of reaching out and doing it yourself, um, and and that's what America is: uh, people that reached out and did it themselves and made this country great. And if we were the world goes as this country goes, and it was that way for years and years and years, and we stopped the world from doom a couple times, uh, the United States of America, and the only way we did that 
because we are a great nation, and we did reach out, and we did help the rest of the world when the time came. But if we keep shipping everything overseas, when the time comes to save the world again, we aren't going to be able to do it. So we got to stay strong. we got to stay great. And staying strong and great gives us the opportunity to help in times of war, times of need, times of uh, wants throughout the world. And there's never been a nation that had a constitution like ours. And the Constitution is something to behold and to be respected, and it was written by guys that would have been hung if they would have been caught, because the thoughts were so profound, it's an utopia, and we'll never reach utopia here on Earth. I think what people it, like I think what people like our prior caller Bob ignore is the fact America has never gone to war uh, in this century for territorial gain. Now, admittedly, we did go to war with the Mexicans to steal some of their land, <laughs> but you know, basically, that was a long time ago. After World War II, we didn't stay in France. We didn't occupy, uh, you know, Belgium or Holland or any of those or countries. Japan. Or Japan. Well, my well, dad, we did. Used, we my dad used to say people wanted to start a war with the United States so they could get destroyed, and then we'll just go back in and rebuild it and go back yeah. to them better than it was. A great and funny book <laughs> written about that called The Mouse That Roared. That's right, and that's what we were. I mean, and it's, like I said, I have another analogy of being too nice. I mean, it's nice to be nice, but you can be too nice because people are going to try you if you're too nice. Fair enough. And, you're, and, and if you're... Okay, say that nicey nice guy's walking through a rough neighborhood, and somebody yeah, 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 and, and they just you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm walking over here. Hey, watch yourself, or I'll be across the street to get ya. I mean, there you go. There, there's the difference. And if you're too nice, they're going to keep on hassling you. They'll follow you down the street. But if you turn around and start going across the street to them more times out of 10, they're going to take off. All right, we got to okay. hit the road. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks, yep. Al. All right, appreciate Bye. that. we got lots of good answers to the question. America first. All right, so we got the last two callers of the day lined up. we got to hit the break button, so we'll be right back, and then we're hitting the phones. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Holy smokes. This is uh, rock and roll bumper music. Thank you so much, Sam Tyler. She's a rock and roller, so she's uh, taking good care of us Let's over there. Let's get to Harry here. Good morning, Harry. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. The uh, uh, when when Bob called in, he he missed uh, he misses the whole point, like many, with the uh, uh, America First. The problem has become we have become a society and a country of me first, and and we we want 
everything given to us, and we don't want to work for anything. And the, the way everything was always set up for America is you could get what you wanted by earning what what you by earning stuff and and we've gotten away from that now we just wanted handed it wanted handed to us and we have never been a country who who uh as joe said for the over the last century and a half we've never been a country who went and and took over anybody we we rebuilt those who we did vanquish in a war we've always tried to make things and other and other places and everybody better so what is so bad about uh, keeping that way? What I'm, I'm missing the point. I need somebody to use small words and speak real slowly to explain <laughs> it to me. Well, I always remember what uh, President de Gaulle said, and I think it was to our Secretary of State at the time. He said, I want American troops out of France. And our Secretary of State said, does that include the ones who are buried here? You know, we have done so much for other countries. We've given our lives, our fortune, to make their lives better. You know, but on the other hand, we can't do that kind of thing. We can't be that moral force for good in the world if we're not strong. And I don't think the Chinese would fill that void. No, they would not. They would not. And and the the, the key word there is moral. And And the style of government that was set up for us was moral. Uh, not socialist, not communism. There's nothing moral about that. And and to say, the, when he had said about getting everybody together and meet and get together, what are we going to do? Hold hands around a campfire and sing Kumbaya and say, well, now it's all better. Everything will be good. Now, everybody has to work together to make things better. And until we do that, there, nothing would get better and that's what the American way has always been we can make things better by working at it and 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 that's just I just don't understand the constant bashing with it and and and, uh, and I never will and maybe it's just because I'm getting old and cranky I, I, I won't argue that with <laughs> you're not cranky me. today you're doing really good welcome so to the old there. and cranky <laughs> club that's what <laughs> Mark and I are mem- charter members Oh, hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> All right. Thank you so uh, much, thanks, Harry. Harry. Thanks for calling in. Take care. All right, Chris, you'll get a couple of minutes. Go right ahead. I think uh, America First is a slogan that can have many meanings, some uh, very good and some uh, innocuous and some very bad. It was uh, uh, say a slogan that had disappeared because it was used by a uh, fascist group, a pro-Nazi Germany group in America before World War II, and it was revived by a a con man, uh, a crook, and an egomaniac uh, by uh, named Trump, and he used it to get elected and to get, and to disparage democracies and not be friendly with democracies and not promote democracies around the world. And he did all sorts of other... He was basically a very vengeful person, and that's what he was interested. You kowtow to me, and I'll reward you. 
you oppose me, and I'll make you a subject of ridicule. Okay, so enough about President Trump. Let's talk about our body politic in general. In what way can we enjoy an America First mentality today? What would that look like? Or is there any place where being a bully or an imperialist somewhere? You know, where where are we overbearing in the world in our America First? Well, we've First? been overbearing for years. We used our uh, companies to uh, to uh, to make. Uh, really do great harm in South America and Central America many times. And we did the... But, you know, Chris, you're focused on, on Donald Trump, but I think the better question well, is what we're that, asking... that's who America First is But now. what we're asking that you... America but that But that wasn't the question. The question was, what yes, does was. America First does mean America to you? What does America First mean to you? Right. What does it mean to you? If you could define America First, and you could I, determine it, what it, it means... It's, and It's by... It's used by people who, who believe that the election was stolen no, from Donald no. Trump in order to, and with no evidence, and they ignore the evidence that shows he was the one trying to steal the election. Those are the type of people who use it. Those are the type of people who are fond of it. That is what it means today. But what would, how would you define it if you, and the question we asked was if you could define I, it. I, 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 you. You. Not just harping on the past. I define it. It's a matter of what it means in the world today, isn't it? Why does what I define it? Because that was the question we asked. If you could determine what America First means, how would you? No, you didn't ask that. Yes, we did. Pay attention to the show. That's exactly the wording we used. (laughs) Come on, guys. No, it, it means what it means today in the world, and that is what it means today in the world, and that is why it should be dropped. Okay. All right. Well, we're not getting anywhere with this. <laughs> oh, because you disagree. Uh, what time is it? I have ten o'clock. Are we, have, oh, are we yeah, running we're late we're for over the news? time here? Thank you so much, Chris. Okay, thanks, thanks for calling in. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbury.